Good afternoon to those of you in London listening in on 980 CFPL in Hamilton on 900 CHML and in Toronto on 640 Toronto, right across the Global News Radio Network. Uh, Rito Hall confirming that there has been a breach, that's right, a breach of the internal networks at the office that supports the Governor General. Let's welcome in tech expert Carmi Levy to start us off on this Thursday. He joins us now here on Global News Radio. Hey, Carmi, good afternoon. Great to be here, Jeff. Thanks for having me. All right. What do we know about this uh, breach at Rideau Hall? You know, I've been scouring the announcement, the press release that they sent out, looking on social media, seeing what other sources have to say, and really not a whole lot. They said that a breach happened. It was They described it as unauthorized access to their internal network. They're still investigating the scope, basically meaning they know that they were broken into. They don't know what was taken, if it was taken. They don't know who. Uh, and they don't really have a whole lot of information to share at this time, but you know they wanted to get out ahead of it. Unlike other uh, victims of breaches who wait days or in some cases even weeks, they decided to go public immediately and they'll furnish us with details afterward. Yeah. Do we know what sort or what kind of information is possibly compromised here? Well, you know, it's the office of the secretary to the governor general. So it could be anything. It could be identifiable information on anyone who's part of that office, anyone who's had anything to do with that office, probably some of the highest level members of Canada's political society, uh, potentially affected by this. And so anytime there is a breach of an internal network, you know that they're going after uh, private personal information or PPI. Uh, and of course, that information can then be bought and sold online, used for identity theft attacks and other types of uh, subsequent attacks in future. There's value to that information. Mm-hmm. And obviously, Carmi, this is concerning, but just how surprising is it that somewhere, something like Rideau Hall could be uh, compromised? You would think if that there was you know, an impenetrable fortress when it comes to a technology, it might be Rideau Hall, Parliament Hill, that sort of thing. Yeah, you would think, but we also live in a world where the CRA was very uh, publicly attacked, successfully attacked as well, and had to shut its systems down for days and weeks on end. So we live in a world where anyone can be attacked on any given day. There's no such thing as the, uh, you know, the digital equivalent of a Fort Knox. Uh, hackers can find their way around uh, defenses. Uh, the question then becomes, just like home security, how difficult do you want to make it for them? How how many how high do you want to build that wall so that they get to the front door and they go, mm, you know what? Maybe I'll go after the next door neighbor who didn't invest so much in security. So it's not really a question of absolutes. It's a question of of how difficult you make it and uh, are you prioritizing security enough? Clearly, we've now learned today that Rideau Hall did not. And you know, this is really uh, interesting because we're hearing more and more about ransomware and cyber attacks uh, in the news. This is just the uh, latest. And is the sobering truth what you just mentioned there, that there is really no Fort Knox when it comes to a digital security, that uh, no matter uh, how great of a security system that you build, that uh, hackers, if they're motivated enough, they can and will find a way around it? They can. If, uh, if, if the motivation is there and the skills are there on the part of the hacker, they will get in. Uh, it's just only a matter of time. How hard are you going to make it for them? Uh, I hate to use the term the new normal, but that's really where we're at now is we, we, we seem to think that if we buy the right technology and install it, that it will protect us. But the reality is security is less about technology than it is about culture, behaviors. And in many cases, when you look, when you do a forensic analysis of attacks like the one we're seeing at Rideau Hall or the one also just announced the French public school board in the Ottawa region, uh, also victims of, of ransomware, um, the, the common theme or the common factor in all of them is often human-based, so that somebody got a mess 
message. Someone opened up an email or a text message or something and clicked on a link. And the moment they clicked on that link, their device was infected. That's how the hackers got access to the network. Uh, and so there's this soft underbelly of security that, uh, that we don't talk about. And it is culture. And we need to train our people better. We need to prioritize security investments better. We need to have security first uh, attitudes in everything we do. And unfortunately, uh, corporations, government agencies, uh, you name it, even individuals, we haven't gotten that message yet. And that needs to change. And, you know, that's really interesting, Carmen, because we were talking about this on the show just uh, yesterday with the right to disconnect a law and just how important that really is. Because when you factor in the human factor here, you're absolutely right. Because, you know, if we're overworked and we're tired, the first thing uh, that happens is mistakes. And you might uh, click on an email or a link that you otherwise wouldn't just because you're, you're fatigued, tired, and maybe just not thinking clearly. Exactly. You know, they call it a socially engineered attack and it shows up in your inbox and the average knowledge worker knows how crazy their inbox is. Hundreds of messages per day. You have maybe a few seconds to look at any given message before you decide what to do with it. And so you're rushed, you're tired, you're fatigued, you're probably working from home hours on end. Uh, and so you aren't looking at it with that cynical eye. You haven't been trained to look at an email that says, hey, here's an invoice for you and, and question it and then what to do with it if you think it is an attack. So we're not being served by our corporate overlords. In other words, the companies that we work for aren't giving us the resources that we need. And we're and hackers know that we are in exactly the right mental state of mind to be victimized in this way. And so socially, social engineering really is the root of all of this. Uh, and until organizations rearrange their priorities a little bit to put more resources into their people, it's not as sexy, I get it, uh, but it is absolutely critical to slamming that door on cybercrime going forward, because so far, all of these attacks, that's exactly how they're happening. Joined by tech expert Carmi Levy. Uh, Carmi also wanted to speak with you this afternoon about Canada implementing new tech to limit those annoying spam calls, those robocalls that we're all getting on our smartphones. It's called Stir Shaken. Can you tell us exactly what it is, how it works? It is. It's a new technology. And first of all, it's probably the best technology name I've seen in, in ages. But it's a new technology that Canada's phone companies have to install on their mobile phone networks. And so it should be in place now. And now they're kind of tuning it and, uh, and making it work and tweaking the software. But essentially what it does is it forces phone calls on the phone network to authenticate, prove that they are legitimate, that they have a right to be there. When you and I sign into a network, we give our username and our password, we authenticate. Up until now, phone calls, no one had to authenticate. It was really easy for a scammer to spoof a call, make it look like it's coming from your mom, your employer, the CRA, Canada Border Services, things like that. So you pick it up and then you realize you've been had. Now, going forward, once the technology is fully implemented, when the, when the call rings on your phone, if it in fact is not legitimate, it will show red or some kind of, you know, you may want to think twice before you answer this call. Or if it is legitimate and it has been validated by this new stir shaken technology on the network, it'll show green. It's a good call. We've confirmed it. You can pick it up safely. So that's where we're going is we will have better information thanks to the phone companies, thanks to the, to the CRTC to make better decisions about whether we want to answer a call or not. That's essentially what it is. And the good news here is you and I don't have to install anything. We don't have to change our behaviors. The network will take care of that for us. Okay, but here is, of course, the million-dollar question, Carmi. 
does it work? Because, you know, it seems like for so long we have been talking about what a nuisance these calls are. And we've come up with things like the do not call list. And we all know how that uh, worked out. And to our earlier discussion, when we were just uh, mentioning that hackers will always find a way around, uh, you know, any sort of uh, security. Do you think that they're going to find a way around these robocallers, this stir shaken technology? I truly want to believe that there is such a thing as a, you know, a magic solution to this, but the reality is there isn't. Uh, no one technology will in- instantly solve this. This isn't going to make these calls go away. In fact, the last call that I got on my phone just mere minutes before you and I went on air was a, a scam call that looked like it came from my employer. So, uh, you know, it's it's still happening, and I'm hearing from people anecdotally, and I'm noticing it too. The volume of these calls has really been amped up over the last couple of weeks. It's right, like the hack hack. Hackers recognized that the rules were about to change and they started, you know, pedal to the metal. So this isn't going to solve it. It's another tool in the toolkit. It will help over time as the technology gets better. Um, but let's let's be clear. This is an ongoing battle uh, and uh, it's not going to end anytime soon. Scammers aren't going to just decide, OK, they're still shaking in place. We're just going to walk away. They're going to keep trying. They're going to up their game, too. Yeah, and just quickly, this is in place as of right now, so hopefully we should all be uh, seeing some sort of difference uh, when it comes to robocalls on our smartphones? We should be. November 30th was the cutoff date uh, for that technology to be in place. Now, obviously, it'll take some time for it to be you know, fully worked out, so like, I'm not seeing any evidence of it on my phone just yet, but I would expect over the next few days and weeks, we'll probably start seeing it show up that when a call uh, rings on our phone, we'll see a little bit more information from this new technology, so keep your eyes open. All right. By the way, I'm with you. I do like the name Stir Shaken, but I have to wonder, <laughs> does 007 just go with Shaken? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. And does he get spam calls? That's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> Carmi, pleasure as always. Thanks so much. Thanks, Jeff. Tech expert Carmi Levy, and we're back after this here on Global News Radio. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.